I mean, you've definitely and you you definitely like have interpreted the song for me because I thought it was about something else. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah thanks well, for. I've got a very for... I've got a very rich head cannon uh, about get low. <laughs> Glad one of us does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you spend a lot of time thinking about it. You got to come up with a headcan because you're like, what is this skeet and what does he mean? <laughs> are people trying, are people crawling to get out of the way of his skeet blasts? And of course, from a shotgun, I mean. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh. It's good to know that we still. <laughs> What, <laughs> regardless of what happens in the world, our uh, our juvenile sense of humor will not change. Oh hell no! It's the only thing that's sustaining me. <laughs> it's the only thing that's keeping me going. Yeah, that's it. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans. Uh huh. You don't really want to miss Pop Socket, stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep us so entertaining. Hey, Pop Saga. Should old pop culture be forgot and never brought to mind? If old pop culture be forgot, then allow me to remind. First of all was Don't Worry Darling, a movie that was fine. Then Harry Styles got real baked and spit on old Chris Pine. The Mario movie trailer finally dropped, and fans like what they see. Except for Mario's deflated ass, and Chris Pratt's lazy it's a me. Then DC's Black Adam was released, the hierarchy of power was on the line. Next thing you know, Superman's lost his job, but don't worry, Jason Momoa's fine. Finally, Star Wars Savior has arrived, and Andor was his name. Throwing Sith and Jedi Masters in the trash, because apparently space wizards are lame. Should old pop culture be forgot and never brought to mind? If old pop culture be forgot, your host John and Forrests are here for the rewind. Wow! <laughs> Fantastic, me! Wow! <laughs> Holy crap! Holy crap! Well, well. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. That was a little shorter than I thought. Uh, holy, well, <laughs> holy I that shit! Was, I thought that was equal to the amount that it, it, it had earned. Well, look, I will never write another intro again. There you go. <laughs> I'm done. No! I'm done. Oh, done. 
the 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 internal level of one upmanship has been one up to men and then uh, well, we got to do something uh, special for the uh, for our year end spectacular. And I guess if you weren't, I guess if you weren't keyed in by that, uh, the uh, hilarious parody that I wrote of Old Lang Syne that hit the perennial hit uh, comes around every New Year. Uh, today we're going to be closing the year out with a little discussion of all the crazy pop culture moments from years this uh 2022 the year of our lord 2022 and uh, uh if you read the description and you line up this episode just right then you can count down to the new year with your buddies forrest and john that's right that's the gimmick of this episode <laughs> yeah but it'll work like anytime you want to count down to midnight sure yeah anytime or... <laughs> Yeah, you're going to prison the next day, and you want to go down to midnight? But but on, Bob Zaga. We'll talk about 2022's pop culture moments. That's it. Or, I mean, it could be 12 noon. Oh, or yeah. actually... Yeah, people go to prison anytime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you just kind of ignore when this is supposed to fall, yeah, you'd still be good. Like, you could use this 11. Sure. You could use this. You, it's amazing. Any anytime you need to count to another hour, <laughs> minus all the head math that Force is going to have to do to tell you to <laughs> how to do this, it'll be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just imagine it. Look at how like we've become the Swiss Army knife a knife of pop podcasts. Surely, because not only can you listen to it and have a couple chuckles, uh, or at least one would hope. Uh, now you can also use it to time the time between whenever it starts at midnight, assuming you started at the right time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just putting a service out there to the whole world, and, uh, and uh, you know, we uh, we thank you for joining us for this episode, if you have. If yeah, not, if come you... back! Where Please! Please! Yeah. 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 How are we ever supposed to get um to get NordVPN to advertise on this show if you don't come back? I've been trying. I've been trying. I've been going to Nord. I've been Nord. I don't know what a VPN is, but I think you should sponsor us because we will shill for it. Yeah. I mean, all the podcasts I listen to, I'm very familiar with NordVPN. And, and here's the thing. When you're mm. out there, you're surfing online, you put on incognito mode to look at your, your dirty, dirty porn hogs, and guess mm. what? Uh, uh, the the company that your ISP can still see what you're doing. So get NordVPN. <laughs> We're doing a free commercial. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying out for NordVPN. Uh, I mean, we got uh, 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 Webley. What, what's the other? Parker? The, the glasses. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Uh, Warb we, Warby Parker. War Warby yeah. Parker. Yeah, we'll go get them, and then we're going to get, uh, shit, we need to get MeUndies. Yes, uh, so we need we, to get MeUndies. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad pirate movie is about to start. Yeah, or like one of the Revenge of the Nerds movies. Uh, <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Uh, too late. Because <laughs> those movies... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. All about know. rewarding some pretty despicable behavior. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, not. Mm. Uh, don't watch Ends those with movies we. anymore. <laughs> Ends with we are the champions. 
We are the champions. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. all right. You're the champions of something. That's, that's for right. Sure. That's right. That's why two out of your four movies went direct to TV. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. Oh, but enough about 1984. Yeah. We're yeah, talking right. about 2022. Can you believe it? Already 2022. I thought things would be much more futuristic by now. Where are our flying cars? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where are they? <laughs> Where are they? Give me my flying car or think, my rocket pack or my car in a briefcase. Yeah. I mean, I think of any if anything, 2022 proved to us that there's one person who is not going to bring us flying cars and that person is Elon Musk. <laughs> no. No, no. He's uh, he's bringing us something else. Oh yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, he's he's the king of comedy. That one. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Super yep. humorous. So knows what funny is. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Let that sink in. Yeah. Isn't it kind of? wild that that guy mm. could fail at everything else he tries which you know <laughs> it's, it's a possibility uh and still be wealthy beyond imagining it's funny this is funny this is not depressing at all it's just real funny stuff yeah well nepotism oh yeah oh, that's yeah. another thing that's another that's big been going topic. around yeah yeah 2022 mm. it's always been a thing but in 2022 people got real mad about it yeah, and now people, people who are who have gotten a leg up in Hollywood are coming out and said, "Hey, hey, be nice." Hey, you know what? It happens. I ain't gonna hold it against them, especially in that field. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, not it's like all, it's all fixed. Uh, the game is fixed to, to begin with. You're not gonna go. It's very unlikely that you're gonna move down to L.A. and make something of yourself in the entertainment industry. Uh, especially when you find out everyone else who has has some sort of connection, <laughs> and is uh, you know usually comes from money, so that's fun. Yeah, I I am out of the loop. All the parts that I've tried for, I've never gotten, so I just stopped trying. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, right. They they keep telling me to stop applying. You know, and I'm just like, come on, I this... want to. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, this is not a headshot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, come on! I thought it was. I thought it was the the shot of a. I don't know. I don't have anything. Everything uh, <laughs> I was gonna say was gonna be real gross. I decided took a little. I pumped the brakes. Uh, Good for you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, um, yeah, twenty twenty two is the year of caution. Is it? Yeah, is that? Yeah. Is that the? Where have you heard that? Well, it's what I've been trying to get you started. Mm. You know. I'd be yeah. like, whoa, 2022, caution. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Yellow it's light. Got, yep, it's yellow got the light. yellow and black tape all yeah. around this year. Yeah, yellow usually means go faster, but not in this case. Does it go? So, is that a fact? I don't think that's true. Right? Yeah, that's what I think it says in the books. I don't know. I don't have a license. Don't ask me. <laughs> I guess it really depends on how far away you are from the stoplight and how long you're, or you know, how fast you're going already. That's uh, it. But, uh, yeah, you know, PopSock is not responsible for any of the views or opinions of the hosts on this program. Please don't sue us. Don't drive fast through yellow lights, okay? Because you never know. Uh, what else is what's coming the other way? 
And that's 2023. That's what's coming the other way. We're about to get T-boned by a new year. Yeah, and who knows what's going to come with this one. Uh, I mean, like, like uh, if the last couple of years are any indication, ooh, it's going to be wild. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know about you, but I'm quite, I, I've been done with 2022 since like September. Oh, easily, yeah. No, I've yeah, been done right? with 2022 since uh, February 2022. Yeah. Yeah, you can go like, and the worst part is, you know, I had someone, I forget who it was, was starting with me. Well, you know, in 2023, I'm looking for, I said, stop, stop that. That don't work. It doesn't <laughs> don't, matter anymore. Don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. Just, You're going to jinx it. Yeah. Let's just coast into the, into the new year and hope for the best. And then that's it. But don't say the best out loud. Just keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Don't. Because if you say it, then it jinxes it. Everyone knows that, or they should, but then they forget, and then they they're like, "Oh, I hope in twenty twenty three, uh, the world isn't turned to ash." And you're like, "No, now it for sure is gonna be turned to ash." Damn it! Yeah. It's gonna and be it'll be something. like January third is when it'll happen. It's not yeah. like you can't even get a few days into the new year without something starting. So, for anyone listening to this. Stop looking forward to the future. Just let the future <laughs> coast in and hope for the best. Okay, let Thank it you. wash over you. You know, like yeah. uh, be the be the smooth rock in a river, and let the the current run around you and over you. And then don't be the the jagged new rock uh, who's like Black Adam's gonna make a bunch of No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, not, not, it's, it's not, not gonna do it. All right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, there's no sequel. Hate to break it. Uh, breaking news from the pop socket desk. There's no sequel coming to Black. <laughs> <laughs> the balance of power has been stopped. It has. I mean, it has. The balance. The hierarchy of power in the DC universe has really changed because everyone, pretty for the most part, has lost their jobs. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a few we're not so sure of, and um, you know we'll we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people are just kind of like uh, have been a dark side Omega beamed. Yep, just, just turned into <laughs> ashes, including Dark Side. Is there? Yeah, they. We uh, remember Ultron has that ray that just gives you like amnesia immediately, or p- p- sends you into a coma. Everyone got coma raid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, it's crazy. I'm really interested to see how I, unlike the internet, apparently, am mm. uh, super interested to see what James Gunn does and what their plans are. If they keep anyone, I think that will be really confusing unless they just kind of section it off into its own thing and they like start work on their sort of brand new timeline. I can't imagine like how you can keep Peacemaker considering the, you know, spoiler alert, you know, should we put on, should we put the Sure. Why not? It's the new year's. Here we go. Let's go. Spoilers, spoilers, double boilers. Need to. Cauldrons burn and it's secrets important. bubble. Cauldrons, of course, thick. in, in yeah. the rites and passages handed down to us by our ancestors. The you both those two has been invoked, passages. and we will be safe uh, tonight. Yep. Woo! 
I don't better. remember to do that. I feel a ton better. I feel safer. I feel like we're we're not going to be attacked by some sort of uh, uh, the R- Ringu type monster who doesn't like stuff being ruined for him, <laughs> but also apparently doesn't ever watch anything. Weird. I don't know. Spoiler. Which weird uh, weird rules he got. Yeah. Uh, especially for things that are like thirty years. It's truly just just so, just just <laughs> stop it's like just if you haven't it. seen it by this point you're not going to yeah we need to, yeah. to to talk about your standards here spoiler witch and see if we can get mm-hmm. them changed uh, mm-hmm. exactly but the end of peacemaker brought in the snyderverse well, a lot of them were in shadow but it was clearly those actors so it's like you can't have him unless he gets transported to another multiverse or they just like retcon that episode out of existence well so i had a i had a crazy thought Ooh, i'd love to hear it i think uh i wouldn't be surprised if they edit around the flash movie and mm-hmm. make the flash movie be the thing that kind of restarts the, the 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 multiverse for them that that would be i think that sounds interesting i know that i heard that they were doing reshoots and, and editing around in the flash uh, I think people presumed it was just to take any mention of Michael Keaton out, which sucks, by the way. Uh, can I just, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Whatever they're putting together is awesome. But the fact that Michael Keaton got in the Batsuit, they made a new Batsuit for him, they filmed mm-hmm. a bunch of shit with him in it, and we never get to see it is so fucked up. I just want to put that out there. DC, give me, I want to see Michael Keaton again in the Batsuit at least once. I mean, sure, I guess. But he got paid for it and probably paid very well. So I don't feel that bad for Michael Keaton. Yeah, um, okay. you know what I mean. I'm just like, look, he got he 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 made his motherfucking movie check, so I'm happy for him on that regard. But I just I just have a feeling like if you want to start something, just make the uh, the Flash movie make that Flash mess up the whole universe and restarts it because who cares? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, because you're not gonna make another movie with that person, so. Why, why make it end on a good note? Just make it good, blow up everything, and then you can start fresh with there, and then you can have your other universes, which are kind of independent, like your The Batmans or something like that, and your Jokers that are already in the middle of production or getting ready to get produced. You have your whole like extended universe set of things that you do. You don't have to worry about that stupid, stupid Titan show. You don't have to worry about any of that because that could all be part of their own little threads. And then Flash blows up and gets you a whole new um, DC movie universe. Yeah, I think that's an interesting way to do it. If you want to just, I wonder if they will want to connect it to the old movies at all. Or if they'll just say kind of like, they'll just kind of put a pin in this version of the universe when things are done. And then move on from there. That. In a way that doesn't make sense, right? Because you would want, especially with someone you've cast someone young as Blue Beetle. Let's say that movie does really well. You're gonna want to continue movie doing movies like that. I guess you could go in and edit that movie and say, and just like remove any mention of the greater DC universe, and then it can kind of live on its own, and they can bring it back in somehow. Or I don't know, like Peacemaker, Wonder Woman, uh, Shazam. And Aquaman all fall through a portal, but that whole universe gets blown up, and it's just, but it sure. gets blown up in slow motion. It's just like you know, like one hurrah for Snyderverse. Everything dies in slow motion, 
And the, oh, and I guess you could throw the you could you could throw the rock in there too. You know, he can he he can come in, and then they're he just never, like he'd never come back. Can you imagine the rock would never agree to do a cameo? Oh, I think if they uh, dump trucked him enough money, he'd do a cameo. Yeah, you're thinking that it's just a, it's just a question of how much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, look, it's like, well, he'll never fight our Superman, but you know, we can show him flying around doing cool stuff that isn't, you know, done to paint it black or uh, being all rage and angsty or whatever. We could pick other cool songs for that, but whatever. He falls through too, and then they're like, "What happens now? We don't know." And it fades to black, and then we get the new universe from there. Yeah, and it's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was black. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, we apparently we're gonna find out in January the rough plan. That's what's really been go, that's what's been going around. They said they're gonna kind of share their rough plan starting in January. Well, that would be January? so interesting. Yeah, but know. it'll. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. You know, some of the rumors like, well, he was inspired by Young Justice and these other ones. And I was like, I don't know. I really like the Young Justice show, so uh, I'm for that. Was that was good. Yeah, if they take that, if they take that route, that could be really interesting. Uh, yeah, I heard I heard a crazy rumor that Jason mm. Momoa will. The reason I put in the song that Jason Momoa is fine, not necessarily Aquaman, is because I heard a, a rumor that. Uh, they might be just recasting him as Lobo. I mean, sure, why not? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, look, Chris Evans did it, right? He was the Human Torch, and everyone sure. forgot that. And then all of a sudden, he became Captain America, and everyone was like, "Yeah, he's Captain America." That's it. So, I mean, Jason Momoa looks big enough to be Lobo. Why not make him Lobo? Yeah, I hope that they do that. I hope that they don't like keep. I hope they keep the Snyderverse characters in their own separate thing because they all have like such a a mythos and a and a vibe about them that would like really make it hard to change it without being really distracting. I think just like just start over clean. I, what I was thinking was, you have the Batman, and while the Batman is obviously in a universe that where no other heroes exist, at least. Uh, around Gotham, he's young enough to where that could be the start of something. You could use that. You could use the Batman too to start introducing little hints of stuff. Yeah, I don't think so though. I think that's the. I think the problem is. I think the movie that they'll want to launch with will be a Superman movie. You think they're gonna go? They're gonna they have put out to. the the big they, the heavy hitters first, huh? They have to because they have to establish the correct tone. And sure. I think you have to finally be like, can we get a Superman that makes people believe, oh, this is Superman? Not just looks it. <laughs> it gives people hope. It's just not, gives people, gives people hope. hope to see how cool it would be if he punched Zod through a building and Zod had a terrible bull cut. Yes. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I love watching a movie where Superman can be Superman. You can watch him, oh, it's Superman Unleashed. But I also need Superman to show us why he's the better of us all. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and hope and everything else. And that sets a tone that needs to be, like, followed. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I don't know if, like, the Batman does that. Like, 
or this version of, you know, Batman does that, but I think it could exist in its own space. And I, I feel like they're going to have to compromise there because it's going to have to happen because they started too many things in motion. So it feels like there's, I have a feeling there's going to be like a, just a couple of threats. There'll be like the main universe and then there'll be like what they were doing, what they said they were going to do anyway, which was these kind of not connected films like the Joker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Batman. Well, I do hope that that I would really love it if Robert Pattinson became the mainline Batman. I hope that they figure out some way to do that. I can see the problems with that. Although the movie did end on a hopeful note. Oh, it did. I just think the problem is it's, while it's still fantastical, it's not, he does not work in a world where Superman exists. That version of Batman does not work. Because it is so grounded that I feel yeah. like it, it like that would be like, oh, that exists. Sweet Jesus. You know, like you need someone who can easily stand shoulder to shoulder with a Superman and a Wonder Woman. And well, like, then you go, you take it back to uh, you take it back to 40s Superman. And it's like. <laughs> He, oh, he's just like, like a strong he, man. <laughs> yep, he's just a strong guy who could jump. I mean, well, I'm down for it. I know everyone else is going to be like, mm, yeah, mm, you know, Superman. It, it's that's why, I like, that's why I go. You need him to set the tone. That's why when I thought, oh, well, you gave Zack Snyder a chance at Superman, I said, okay. I mean, you need to set the tone, and he just set it too, too dour, too dark you need someone to kind of set it right. And I don't know if, if and I love the Batman. I, yeah. I am a, I'm a full convert. I think it's the best Batman movie that's been made to date. Objectively. So, um, yeah, I want more of that. And I'm not worried about that tying into the greater DC universe because of it feels very self-contained and I'm good with that. But, yeah, I, I think that's fine. Though, what about this? You okay. make Batman be like the elder statesman in the Justice League, and then you start Superman like after the Batman Two. Like you get you show in the Batman Two, he's got he's starting getting all the crazy gadgets, and he's got the money, and he he turns into more of the Batman that exists in the Justice League. Then, I, then you add Superman in later. I think that just it, tonal. I think tonally that one he just doesn't fit like i it's hard for me to explain it's just it's like too and again i know everyone listen i know how stupid this is going to sound he is too real in a world where a superman or like a green lantern or any of these other characters could exist mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like just having him be there would be like oh no i mean like this this dude could he has a wingsuit oh no he's gonna get his ass beat you know what I mean? Like, he, <laughs> isn't that like Batman in general though? In, in yeah, the but pantheon like, of the Justice League, he's always just a guy. Yeah, but there's a difference between being a guy who has like the crazy zany gadgets that you just kind of accept versus these that look like you know he went to Big Five and some other places. <laughs> it wasn't like a lot of super miniaturized things. I mean, shit, he had two hook rope launchers on him in case one broke down. You know what I mean? He, sure. he, he carried a road flare on him. 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he that, didn't. That high tech bit of tech. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't have any. Uh, you know, uh, like he, though the, he has super high tech lenses. He didn't use them for himself to see in the dark or anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's very grounded. Again, I wouldn't mind it, but I would be hard pressed to see them try to build off of that versus just like you said it's kind of like scorched earth and starting as fresh as possible yeah i'm the only thing that makes sense to my in my head is if it's like robert pattinson who's like i don't know he's probably in his 30s by now i have no idea uh but and then you have like you bring in superman as like a teenager who hasn't done anything super yet he needs to have like still be like Ma and Pa Kent are, are really being overprotected of him. Pa Kent is telling him not to rescue him when he's being sucked up by a tornado. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I don't. I don't need to see that twice. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. I like no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. No, you just save your dad. Don't, don't, don't. do it. It's fine. <laughs> We'll be good. I feel like that was just in there because like, look, we can't pay Kevin Costner anymore. Oh, yeah. It's so, too expensive. We got to get him out of here. Yeah. So we're going to suck him up into a tornado. Okay. It'll be fantastic. Zack Snyder's like, how does anyone grow except for tragedy? And it's like, okay, well. Mm. Tragedy or face of adversity or just hope. But it's fine. Whatever. Anyway. Tragedy. <laughs> I mean, look, I overall, I'm... I don't want to be like I'm cautiously optimistic, but I think you could only really go up from here as long as, you know, James Gunn and I'm forgetting the other guy. Peter Safran. Name, thank you. Are allowed to execute on this plan before someone gets like amnesia and then stops them halfway through because it's like, oh, we didn't make a couple billion dollars in our first two years. You're done. Like, if you're going to have to execute this plan, you're going to have to give them the space to execute it. And I'm also hoping that the loud uh, minorities, in terms of these fans, don't, like, dissuade it. Because it's it's gross watching someone that have to explain something to people that he doesn't have to explain anything to. Yeah, the fan reaction has been um well i think if you watched any of the you know bring back the snyderverse drama this can't be that surprising but it is disappointing i think uh just to see how vitriolic and protective and really just like gatekeeping fans are with the things that they love this whole year has been and and the years leading up to it has been just hugely depressing like people are so mean and vocal to people who could be bringing them something they they love even more. Yeah, I mean, give yeah. it a fucking chance, you guys. I know. I mean, it just just enjoy that it's still there and it's not been, you know, taken away. And that's the other thing. No one's taken away the stuff that happened before. Well, maybe HBO Max might. They'll keep pulling <laughs> shit off of there. So I don't know. So, you know. Yeah, no, it's gone. Sorry. Yeah, maybe get yourself some, you know, get, get you some Blu-rays or something. I don't know. But, yeah, just get, I, I don't understand this whole incessant need to just complain about everything. Like, fans are doubting his plans for this. You don't know what they are. And until you see them come to fruition you can all you can do is speculate 
Yeah, I it's like people are already drawing up petitions to fire James Gunn. He hasn't even done anything yet. Yeah. Let him do one thing, and then like, yeah, then okay, then you could say, hey, this is not good. Uh, can we get someone else? But just let him do his thing, for goodness sake. Now, granted, I am also disappointed to hear that Henry Cavill was publicly humiliated by <laughs> God knows who, whoever told him. Hey, you got a job, buddy. And then he had to walk that back. That doesn't feel good. Uh, especially if you're a fan of the guy. And even if you're not a fan of the guy, that's got to suck. Uh, but he's fine. <laughs> he's doing yeah. fine. Look, I'm going to tell you something. He's going to find work. Don't don't worry about him. He yeah. Cavill will find a job. He's he coming back. work again. <laughs> yeah, Cavill is coming back with Warhammer. He's going to kick off the whole Warhammer cinematic universe. That's going to be interesting to see how they treat that. Because, ooh boy, there is not a likable person in the Warhammer mythos as far as I can tell. Well, he's he's good for that then. Wasn't a very likable Superman for most of it. So. Well, that's, <laughs> that's hardly his name. fault. Well, that's true. Well, in this case, not being a likable Warhammer person will be easy enough for him to do <laughs> especially well, if he can get Zack snyder to direct it oh, oh yeah well uh, no he's he's busy doing his own thing that amazing yeah. rebel moon i'm sure will blow us all away and we'll really wish that he had done a star wars but uh henry cavill fans are are on a bit of an emotional roller coaster in 2022 yes. uh because let's just go through the timeline first he announced he quit the witcher now i don't know if you all have seen the witcher uh, I'm sure you've heard that catchy toss a coin to your Witcher song. Yeah. Uh, but that show is quite bad. That show is not good. It doesn't really follow the books all that much, and it's oftentimes very bad. And I understand, like, Henry Cavill is the only reason uh, to to check it out, I think, for a lot of people, myself included. So I understand that this is a pretty heartbreaking announcement. And then the fact that... <laughs> Not helped by the fact that they were like, hey, guess who's coming to replace him? That's right. Your favorite Hemsworth brother, Leo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a Hemsworth. I mean, you can't you can't deny that. Uh, yeah. Liam Hemsworth, <laughs> the, the non-Thor Hemsworth brother, uh who's who's been in such amazing films is of course you know uh the hunger games that's what i yep. think people probably mostly remember him from that's uh, the only thing i know he was in <laughs> well let me let me break down a couple of the other amazing movies he's been in Shoot. um he's been in a little something called isn't it romantic where he played a character called blake Oh, okay. Okay, all right. I... He was in Independence Day Resurgence as the classic iconic character we're all still talking about, Jake Morrison. Who? <laughs> uh, and a little bit more recently, he was in um the show that I'm sure you're watching. God knows I'm watching it. Most Dangerous Game as Dodge Tines. <laughs> Wait a minute, where... Where what? is this from? Where is this movie? Where is this from? Where does it, it? Where did it premiere on? 
What? You're you're speaking words, but they don't make no sense. I've never heard of uh, none of these. Um, like at all. What, what channel is this on? The most dangerous game. It I'm also waiting. has. This is a TV show. It also stars Christoph Waltz. Man, you know what? what? I was uh, I, I was joking before. Maybe I need to check this out. I think it might be on Apple TV. Might be one uh, of the Apple TV shows. Oh, because it has like a prestige actor in it. Yeah. Oh, you gotta just think about it. That, that ain't gonna be on the. Well, it might be on the Peacock, but I doubt it. <laughs> it's not even like the third or fourth hit when you put in the most dangerous game. Uh, oh, like, I'm sure. I'm sure it's like other shit, like real, like don't hunt water buffaloes; they will murder you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hippos will chew your face off. They are the most dangerous game. They are truly the most dangerous game. Watch out, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Step aside. Uh, it looks like you watch it for free on the aforementioned Roku channel. So there you go. Uh, uh, okay, cool. All right. Well, I didn't know they had. I didn't know they had Christoph Waltz money. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it seems like it's got a a four point one on Google and a six point six on IMDb out of ten. Uh, so probably not. I probably wouldn't drop everything and go. <laughs> oh wait, no wait. It says only on Quibi. Oh, it's on what Quibi, the... John. That's the... amazing. That amazing streaming service that everyone is talking about. On the top, people first are like, Stranger Things, Netflix, throw you in the trash. I'm going to go check out Quibi and the most dangerous game (laughs) starring Liam Hensworth. I mean, you are you are truly speaking words, but I do not understand. What the fuck is a Quibi? I mean, oh, you're telling oh, me Cavill's oh. getting upst- uh, upstaged by Quibi Star? No, oh. yes, yeah. This new Geralt of Rivia will be Quibi's own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Liam Hensworth. Uh, oh, it looks like he did punch an alien in the face in um in independence day so there you go i'm not uh, i'm not watching looking it. forward to that yeah. uh but uh so then he quits that and that sucks um fans react in a bit of a, a histrionic fashion to this announcement by immediately blaming the showrunner and writers uh based on previous comments they had all made Trashing the source material, which again, it's, I don't get. I don't get why you're a showrunner of The Witcher and you're like, I hate the source material. <laughs> it seems weird, a weird pick for an adaptation. Uh, I mean, just look, hate it all you want. Just don't say that shit out loud. Sure, yeah. You I want mean, people to tune in to think that at least you respect the source material and you want to honor it in some way. Yeah, I mean, look, I would rather you like what you're doing. But if you don't, just lie about it. Wait 20, 30 years, do the convention circuit, and then be like, I hated the show. But you made your you made your, your bread and butter at that point. Stop sabotaging yourself. Because then, yeah, it gets, like, Cavill caught up in, like, well, he quit the show because they weren't true to the source material. And they're like, well, we hate the show. We hate the source material, so we'd never be true to it. But also, we thought that he was quite annoying about the source material. Who gives a shit? 
Just that make was weird thing. too, right? Because he did not come out. He handled it like a class act and just said, hey, can't wait to see what Liam does with this role. Uh, I was honored <laughs> to be a part of it. Uh, bye. <laughs> and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And then the and then they put out this whole thing. We're like, yeah, well, Henry Cavill was a, a dumb piece of shit. We're glad he's gone. And you're, it's like, what? Whoa. What? <laughs> and you're like, you, whoa. Just whoa. Like, just, it's like, just be mad at the fans, not him. It's like, do you think that in their mind, they must have thought, oh, this will get all the fans on our side. Once they figure out that, oh, he, he was kind of a pain to work with, then the, the, everyone will come rushing to our defense. So sorry, we were mean to you. That never works. <laughs> that's, that's not how that works. It's like, there's no blame game here. Like, in fact, if you just would have left it alone. Yeah, it, it would have just died off. It just would have went away. And then you could add your Quibi Hemsworth right there doing the show and then you could focus on like the prequel show i guess that came out that no one likes whatever but you could focus on a whole witcher universe and yeah if that new show i mean i've only read the reviews but from the reviews it sounds very bad and but if that new show is any indication of what the sort of like freed from the constraints of the source material version of the witcher will be we're in for a lot of trouble. <laughs> this is not going to be... I know Netflix wants this to be like their whole... Like they want to make tons of shows in the Witcher universe. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe you need to give it to someone else. I mean, yeah. Or just... I mean, just quit rocking the boat. I don't understand this. It's just like... You can fight the trolls by just ignoring them. Yeah, don't feed the trolls, I think. is the biggest lesson here. Also, un like totally... <laughs> Shots fired for no reason. The guy was gonna. The guy quit. He said nothing. He was gonna. He was, was a real class act about it. And then you're like, oh no, but he was. He was bad. He was bad. <laughs> we. Funny. He was the bad one. We were the real victims here. It's. It's just so weird. And then Very like, strange. yeah, to have him then the whoever like you were saying whoever at DC was like, yeah, tell him you're Superman again. You're good. And then all of a sudden they're like. Never mind a couple months later and then I bet I bet that phone call with James Gunn and Peter Safran had to they had to be just because you don't burn that bridge regardless of what your plans are. So they had to just be like, I'm so sorry. We didn't tell them to tell you. I don't know what happened. Oh no, because I'm pretty sure they were I I wonder how quickly uh James Gunn and Peter Safran were like picked to do this and how many things were set in motion sure beforehand and what other people were trying or maybe the the backfighting where everyone knew some shit was gonna go down so that maybe might be like the rocks camp that's like oh no we got you we got you don't worry the power hierarchy we got you you're you're covered come back make an announcement and they probably had them do it on that end versus you know it being like official official but I just did hear someone from the i did hear a rumor that someone from the rocks company was may have been involved in like I, the whole announcement i feel it i mean between that and then just trying to say it'll make its money back like uh, it hey it doesn't do as well as you were hoping that's okay stop bringing attention to it yeah just leave it <laughs> people will forget about it if you stop talking about it talking about it's not gonna make it any better and people like it anymore that's it. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, that whole it was just like a weird public embarrassment that didn't need to happen. And uh, uh, but yeah, weird, weird, weird section. Demonstration. Oh, yeah, I mean this whole I mean this whole year has been weird. And just I mean I mean we don't really I don't I guess we don't really delve in that world but like Will Smith smacked somebody in the Oscars. <laughs> it's been a weird year. You know what? Uh you know what? I'm ready to say that maybe the pandemic had an effect on people <laughs> psychologically. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I think there there's some underlying things that we have not resolved as a people yet. Do the pandemic and it culminated into Chris Rock getting smacked in the mouth. And that was shocking. I mean, when I I I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched the Oscars in years. No. Right? <laughs> I, I, I heard about it secondhand, of course, cuz I was not watching it live. I no, I got a text message for somebody who was like, Man, Will Smith's Oscar speech. And I was like, Oh, he must have gave a very powerful Oscar speech. So then I'm like, Well, if they're recommending I watch it, I should look it up. But when I looked up Will Smith Oscars, it was Will Smith slaps Chris Rock and I'm like <laughs> What? So they what? were saying like, uh oh the uh the, well, they were saying, watch the speech because it's crazy after the slap that he had to give this speech. No, that, I checked with the person. They didn't watch up to that point. They just oh. saw the speech. So they didn't know that he slapped the shit. <laughs> so they just had a really powerful speech. You know, it's just like, but when you watch it in order, you're like, oh. <laughs> oh. oh no oh. If, if you watch it out of order you're like oh you know that was you know that was you know very heartfelt but when you see it you're like oh that's the bubblest publicist is like we gotta <laughs> damage control this yeah so strange really that was in march of this uh of this year of, of 2022 and so really set the tone for the it rest did. of the year don't like something you don't want your wife's name in somebody's mouth slap it out of it i guess i don't know that was just like what what do you what do you think alcohol mm. it's gotta be alcohol related right no 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 you could you could see it i think you know the the the, the whole family has their own like mystique about them you know sure, where yeah, they there's... sit and everything and that look on his face was really like look i am trying to do the best by my family. My family is weird. My getting jiggy with it money is not appeasing anybody <laughs> here. They're just kind of doing their own thing. And then, you know, like uh, separate decoupling or whatever that stuff that they were hawking uh, in 2021, all that, all that shit was just a culmination of like, this was a nice night with me and my wife and Chris Rock ruined it because I could not take a, a, I could not take a thirty year old GI Jane joke. Seriously, who doesn't even remembers GI Jane? <laughs> I mean, I've never even seen it. I just remember the ads be on the back of comic books for like a good like six months. Right. Was, oh, okay. I guess Demi Moore. Good for her. 
That was it. Yeah, I remember. Remember how sexist the coverage was? Because it was oh. mostly about a woman shaving her head. That was it. Not the whole uh, trying to become a Navy SEAL or any of that stuff or whatever. Nope. It was the fact that she shaved her head and everyone was up. Demi Moore's beautiful raven locks are gone. No. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. And then just that. I mean, like, I wouldn't slap somebody for a G.I. Jane joke. No. <laughs> no. I would just like, I would just be like, Maybe if I felt the need to say something instead of screaming, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth, I would just be like, you corny. And then that would have been it. Because Yeah, it or was just, just have it cut to you and have you shaking your head, not laughing at all. <laughs> that's, that's enough I, shaming. I'd be like, really? 30 years ago? <laughs> Get better material. Whatever. If you want to try right. to heckle them. If not, just let it, just let it go. Nice Just joke 30 it... years ago called and they want their joke back. Yeah. I see you still stuck in 93 or whenever that movie came out. That's it. Chip, let it go. Let yeah. it go. I mean, even he knew. Like, even Chris Rock was like, it was a G.I. Jane joke. He knew it was a bad joke. He knew it was a bad joke. So just, just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. You talk to him later. Hey, I didn't appreciate that. Or whatever. But just... Let it go. It made everything so uncomfortable for, I, I honestly, I feel like it made everything more uncomfortable for this year. Sure. I mean, like, it, Will Smith was one of those stars that was like a truly a megastar and having him, uh, now you can hardly look at him in the same way. Uh, no, like from here on out, all I'm going to get is this. You you hear how quiet that room is? <laughs> Can you imagine? Picture uh, being in there. Blinded by rage. That, I mean, that is anger. That is pent up stuff. I am not going, that is not, I'm not blaming precious booze on that one. No, okay. That, that Let's was... not sully the name. Let's not sully the name of, uh, uh, of our, our, our constant companion. Yes. But I mean, between, I mean, that was just like, okay, well this year is, yeah, I think you're right. You thought it was done by February. This happened in March, <laughs> September. I bowed out, but maybe you're right. March was the end, you know, the end of the year. It was like, <laughs> it was oh, the, the beginning end. of the end. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty, that was pretty uh, insane. And you know, I, there, while there was plenty of cool stuff this year, there was uh, quite a few disappointments, uh, especially in the video game world. And one that impacted us both personally, because we're out $70. Oh, I'm out more than that. I got, I wanted the skins for the, my motorcycles. I paid, I gave I gave them a hundred bucks. Yeah, we're talking, of course, about Gotham Knights. We talked about it a little bit on the podcast before, uh, but oh boy, was that one of the most, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as the other Arkham games, but it almost seemed like it, it took pains to be worse. Yes, I think it boiled down to the removal of one thing. That just then started removing everything else. <laughs> you mean Batman? 
Well, oh, oh, two things. <laughs> <laughs> the removal of two things. One was Batman by killing him off. But the other one was, mechanically, they removed the counter button and replaced it with the dodge button. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, I love Arkham, like, combat, but it can be jank from time to time. And the counter button countered the jank, which made you feel like you were, you, you were a prime. It made you feel like Batman. And the fact that all of these were just, like, dodging very slowly... I move very slowly. We give you modes of transportation and none of them feel good. Like it just felt like it was a compounded by them saying, well, what could we do different from the Arkham games? When realistically they should have just made another Arkham game. Yeah. Why it's such, such a weird game. If you're going to make something that is so similar to something that has worked, why not take carry over every single thing that you know works without changing it and then add on some, some special sauce for your, your own project. Yeah, I don't, the things that they change, just like you said, are mind-boggling. The traversal sucks, and it should feel so good in a world that, that that's that big. The level design was yo. boring and uninspired. The boss fights were bad and filled with quick-time events. I mean, Gotham was lifeless. It had yeah, it was really Michigan. no personality. <laughs> it was Detrotham. Detrotham. No, I wish <laughs> De Detroit has way more personality. This <laughs> Gotham was the traversal. Yeah, it was just like in a post Spider-Man world. You're if you're making a superhero game and you have movement, it needs to be as good as that. It's got to be as good, at least as good, at least as good. Not like, hey, Robin, how do you move around? Well, I could hook rope. Okay, that's cool. Or I can teleport eight seconds ahead. It's <laughs> like, oh, but this feels so slow. This sucks. Okay, well, what about you? What do you do, bad girl? I glide, but you have to unlock it. Right. So this cape is just for show until I unlock the ability to glide. Or fucking Nightwings is just, it's just a weird glider that f flies. And it's just like, just give them a rocket pack at this point. Give them all rocket packs. The only, yeah. the only one that was the best was Red Hood because he just jumped. Right, and he had like those little discs, right? He just, but he just, you just jumped, and it was like at least I felt like I was moving forward. I've never played a game where like I'm traversing and I feel like I've gone nowhere because it's i'm just, not using that bike so right that bike is garbage it's it's like weird that you take something that you have an established set of powers and uh and modes of traversal and in order to give the game more content you take it away at the start just makes no sense don't do that try to be additive for goodness sakes uh, don't yeah. unlock it again yeah especially just like the the, the story was relatively uninspired like the 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 boss fights and then the main sure, story yeah. are completely separate so they're not even they're so they're not even tied in together yeah. it's like the boss fights are side missions yeah. <laughs> it's infuriating and it's just like go around beat up these same dudes solve as many crimes as you can to then have rng hope that you get pieces of equipment that you want <laughs> and then you can't even like 
customize, customize it by mix no. and matching different suits. No, they nope. have you locked in. And it's just like, no, you can customize this suit with three options. And each one makes me go like, why, why did you choose this one? Yeah, they have a set. Uh, you unlock swatches for a lot of the suits. The suits you can customize, you unlock swatches for. And the swatches are all pretty bad color theory. <laughs> I mean, no offense to the, the art team that made this, but many of those swatches are are not good. Well, I just, yeah, I just feel like the colorways, the colorways I feel like could have worked if they would have colored block them slightly better in, sure. in, in most regards. But, but they don't let you adjust it, so it's just, you, you're just stuck with whatever they decided what they wanted to do exactly and you can even and the thing is you know the abilities in there if you're allowing me to change the meshes on top i'm sure you could let me choose the colorway for each one so even if i wanted to mix and match them i probably could so someone went out of their way to say no we're going to limit you to this colorway with this set and then that is it and i'm just like so i can't really make the hero that i want and then it does something really fucked up. I don't know. Did you ever beat the game? Or no. have you stopped? All right. So I've, I've beaten the game. And they give you your Gotham Knight suit at the end, right? And it's the it's a cool looking suit. Okay. Whatever suit that you were wearing gets erased by that suit. So the stats are there. But if you had a cooler suit that you liked, it is now permanently converted <laughs> to that Gotham Knight suit. That's fucking baffling. And you cannot change it back. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was just like, what? I don't want this. I work. And it's like, it takes pieces. You got to beat up a butt. It's, it's too much like padding. And I feel like that's this year, 2022 games, all were just about padding the content, but not yeah. making it like, like worth the padding. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, uh, another one I, I have on this list here that we're both referencing of the the pop culture moments we could think of is Sonic Frontiers. Now, I have not played this game, but I've watched many people play it, and uh, I can't bring myself to spend a dime on it because the uh, the literal art direction of this game is so bad. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog has a very clear environmental aesthetic that it has been established by game after game after game after game in the past. And it seems like developers are trying everything they possibly can to move away from it, and it is boggling my mind. I don't understand. Like, these characters are cartoony and bright and saturated, and they could fit well in the whole checkerboard grass, you know, orange rock, green grass type of environment that everyone remembers from the original. But they keep wanting to put Sonic in a realistic environment. <laughs> I'm just, I don't get it. Why would you want to put Sonic in a big, open, boring desert? And then like, hey, do you want to do like rail grinding and do cool loop-de-loops? We'll just put a bunch of rails randomly in the sky. I don't know. <laughs> I'm bored. Can we go to lunch now? I, I don't understand why, to your point, why people don't get it. Like... Sonic is very much like a Mario. Mario yeah. doesn't really, you know, like his environments change slightly, but they they match the aesthetic, and it is. They always feel like they're in the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, the, yeah, it even when they go to the real world in the last one they did, it still felt like it was a part of that world. 
Yeah, I a do, new Donk City. <laughs> a new Donk City, thank you. I do not... <laughs> that's a name. Uh, I do not understand this incessant need to put Sonic in real environments or give him guns or do anything other than just let Sonic be Sonic. Like, I've seen the environments. Yeah, you could not... I could not spend money on this. And I love, like, the old school Sonic games, but I could not spend money on this, especially when some of it just made me feel like, were those the asset pack that came with, like, the engine? <laughs> right. He like, bought it on the Unreal Store. Yeah, because some of it is just like, oh, this has no texture, or it, it looks like it's from, like, the PS3, PS2 days. Like, it, they do not mesh. And, and it feels like they imported some stuff from other games as well to again kind of pad it out for this open world sure. thing but none of it works and none of it is like for me none of it's exciting like none of it makes me go like oh finally here's sonic in 3d that i've been waiting for i've been waiting for 20 years for a sonic game of him being in 3d where i'm like oh this is fun and sure yeah and you just can't get it out there for some reason yeah, I don't know. Especially this one was really heartbreaking because they clearly had the power and the money uh, and the staffing to do something interesting. And what's even more, what makes me even more upset is that Sonic will go into these virtually recreated versions of previous stages and they look great. And you're just looking at these being like, if only I could have a whole open world that had this aesthetic, it would look incredible. And then you go back out into the open world and it's gray rocks and desaturated grass, and a couple of trees here and there. No houses, no buildings, no structures on this island, just weird ruins that are, again, gray, and floating weird loop-to-loops and rails that make no sense. And it just, it it lends this sort of, you know what it feels, it feels like a, like a, if anyone out there remembers Gary's Mod, it feels like a Gary's Mod, uh, the, like fan creation where the, they put Sonic in it. And it, it, that's the aesthetic of that game. That's very apt. I would say uh, just kind of seeing the gameplay and everything that I've watched of it. Yes, it very much feels like. And if that was a fan made it, then kudos. That's an amazing job. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, interesting. Interesting idea yeah. with Sonic. I hope someone does this better. Yeah, or you <laughs> no. know, if, if someone had a budget. Oh, they had a budget, you say. Oh, they <laughs> and, did now. And that's what they made. Millions of dollars, you say, and Holy this is the end result. It should it should be so. It feels like it should be so easy to make a Sonic game, but yet I don't know how come they how how they keep fighting themselves, but they keep doing it. Yeah. Another yeah. huge disappointment that I was actually looking forward to. They released a character creator that was very uh, robust, and it seemed like that we we're going to get back to the old Saints Row, like maybe Saints Row Two level, but maybe the humor would not be like uh, juvenile or at least juvenile in a more i don't know a, a more pleasing and funny way uh but no it's just boring <laughs> saints row came out and it was just a huge snooze fest yeah. and, it, and it's gone no one remembers it even came out that was this year yeah now that was very very i'm a big saint row fan and i was just bored to tears i haven't even like 
remotely tried to finish it. I, I put about 10 hours into that game and I was just like, oh, this is not good. I think like obviously making open world games is really expensive and complicated. Totally. But I think that people are mistaking vastness and like repeti- and the amount of repetitive tasks as replacement for well-crafted content. And I get it. Like it's but then I think you just need to make your your world smaller. If you can't if you can't populate it with interesting stuff to do, then don't make it so big. Like Ubisoft has been making the same open world game for like five years now. Yep. And it's always the same. It's like the same side missions and then one side mission to unlock part of the map and like turn it over to your side. And then maybe there's some interesting story missions peppered in there. But it leads to a world that should be like somewhere that that is completely immersive and that you're able to explore and be rewarded, have that exploration rewarded. Instead, it is just like this lifeless window dressing of that becomes just meaningless after a while. And I think that's the like open world games are one of my favorite genres and what they are what they are kind of morphing into is sad. I'm I mean I'm with you. I can't even really enjoy an open world game the same way as I used to. Like the old Grand, like Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, you know, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, transformative, incredible, memorable. But now you start getting, you know, even the old Saint Rose was just enough. Like Saint Rose, for me, I love Saint Rose three. Uh, two Saints was Rose when, three is good, yeah. It just because it, it it was like a commentary on the genre, but you know, it was less intense than Grand Theft Autos were getting to. Because at that point, I'm like, I don't want to hang out with my cousin and play pool stop paging me like stop making me care about these relationships like when they started the dip into that world but whatever saint rose was there and now it's just gotten to the point to what you were saying they're just so large where you just go eh okay i don't want to do all this yeah it's just there's i know that wherever if i'm gonna go searching for those like little hidden easter eggs and, and nooks and crannies and stuff whatever it's not whatever you're gonna find is not going to reward the time that you've invested. Uh, and I th- that goes for another big open world game that came out this year, Dying Light 2. I mean, that game is DOA. <clears throat> yeah. It, it, it came and went, and they took the one thing, you know, I mean, the first Dying Light was fine. Yeah, I like the idea of parkouring around and fighting zombies and stuff like that. And then for some strange reason, they decided to add stamina to that. So then you could barely parkour, and it was more detrimental to do any of that stuff. Why take out the one fun thing in your game? To to add depth? (laughs) To add just a treadmill to to lengthen your content, basically. Because then you just have to, instead of being as powerful as the guy in the first game, you have to start off less powerful and then work your way up to it. Yeah, work and that feels uh yeah, regressive. She feels so shitty. It's like, you know, the here's a secret. Video games are meant for you to have fun. <clears throat> what? I know, where I'm gonna tell you some more. What? They're also meant to kind of be like this power fantasy where you could do things maybe you can't do in real life. 
but it's okay because it's all virtual and you can have fun while doing it. So you could have superpowers and you could jump from a rooftop to rooftop without, you know, shattering your ankles. Like, I mean, look, I could not jump from the top of my couch to my floor without my <laughs> knees buckling at this point and, you know, having to be just put down because there'd be no way of saving me as my shins and knees and ankles shatter. But in dying light, I could pretend I could do all this stuff. And instead they make it like, like I am now in dying light too. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, an asthmatic trying to climb up top of a building while zombies chase me. Stop that. Just stop yeah. it. Like an, an unpowered fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's like, it's escapism. Let me escape a little bit. Don't remind me of the fact that I really can't run down a block anymore. Stop it. <laughs> Don't inspire me to escape this game playing session. Yeah, it's just it's, it was weird. Like games just this year were most of the big ones didn't come to the end of the year. And mm-hmm. yeah, I there were even, a couple there were a couple gems though. Yeah. Yeah, what's uh, what's a what's a gem for you? I don't know. I didn't play anything good this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, have a I don't I still don't have a PS5, so I was oh. unable to uh, oh, to, yeah. to to partake in the Ragnarok. Yeah, I I haven't yet. I I've got to bring my PS5 from downstairs back into my office so I can finally play it, and I will be doing that. So I'll be playing it soon. I heard but it was I, good. Yeah, I mean, look, I love the I love the 2018 ones. I if it's just more of that, I'm good with it. I don't need it to. You can sprinkle in some new things, but I don't need a whole lot of new stuff. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Yeah. Sprinkle in there, it's good. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I will tell you, uh, pleasantly surprised was that Dark Tide game. Oh yeah, okay. No, I take it back. I really do enjoy that Dark Tide game, and I I've been playing it quite a bit. Yeah, I didn't think I'd like it at all, and I was I'm pleasantly surprised that like yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's as far as uh, it's uh, it's as close as I've gotten since Left 4 Dead 2 to having that experience recreated for me uh, in a way that I'm actually enjoying. So yeah, totally agree. Uh, I'm actually I've also a game that I did not expect to kind of woo me in was mm. uh, Midnight Suns. Oh, it's been wooing you in, huh? I am more interested in it than I than I thought. The, the initial impression was very, like you said, very mobile-like. Uh, and, and I don't mean that detrimentally, but it just no. it, it has a lot of those kind of systems in place. And it's odd for a AAA PC game to feel like a game that you would see on an iPad, I think. And I think that that, I think that, that feeling doesn't necessarily go away, but... I think what drew ended up drawing me in was the 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 systems around the combat and the combat itself actually ended up being much more engaging than I than I thought. I think building out your hero's deck is actually turned out to be interesting and uh the, the, while it's not XCOM with superheroes, which was one of the main things that disappointed me about it. I think that the XCOM systems that exist still and sort of the echoes of XCOM that exist in there uh, do make it interesting, and especially in terms of like expanding your base and, you know, adding new, uh, you know, research stations and then like the sort of life sim relationship sim 
metagame is actually really interesting. Yeah, I think I've played, I, I've still not beaten it yet, but I've definitely gotten further in, including unlocking. I just unlocked Scarlet Witch. Um, <clears throat> Hell yeah. That's a big plot point. It is, but you know, I've been trying to figure out how the game, the system, like I do from time to time. <laughs> and you Your know, backgrounded so, QA is coming out. Yeah, you know, just trying to figure out what it is. And I will say it, when you are able to start getting cards that you can power up and change, even randomly slightly, mm-hmm. it does feel rewarding if you're able to get like some like big ticket moments. You know, like, like for a while, throwing a hero or throwing a bad guy into the hero will hurt the hero, but eventually you'll unlock research where they'll just hit them back and they don't take any damage. And it's like a cool little team up moment where you're like, all right, Hell magic yeah. kicked the shit out of this person. <laughs> she kicks the shit out of it and then goes into the hunter and the hunter's like, wow, kicks the shit out of that person again. You're like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Or being able to use the redraws and movement because it is so limited. You have to, be very deliberate or look for, you know, the moves that allow you to play more than three cards. So it's a very interesting take in it. I will say some of the systems to me feel artificially um, time boxed for no reason. Uh, yeah, the the day night cycle system is annoying. Like knowing that you can, like you said, when we talked about it previously, knowing that you can only complete one mission in a day yeah. Uh, and then you have to like, there's all that sort of like life sim stuff you have to do around it uh, is kind of annoying. I'd like to do at least get like two or three in maybe yeah. like their, uh, like their difficulty could, could determine how much of the, of the, you know, day they take up, but it does it, s- slow things it, down artificially. Like you're saying it, it feels well, I think, yeah, everything is done to make the, and again, I don't think this is bad, but I definitely uh, would say this added to the reason why they probably delayed it a bit from its original date, which was supposed to be earlier this year, was to pad out the length of play. Because if you were to reduce some of those systems, it would, wouldn't would take you very long to get very far. And yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, like the Abbey is artificially locked by certain power words that you need to get that lets you go further and further around the Abbey in this weird, like, 3D version of the, you know, the XCOM map. Which I has feel this... like that must have been of late edition because oh, it feels it, really it, bad. It's, it, I mean, you move superhumanly fast, and I feel like it you are kind of... Rid- ridiculous yeah and i also feel like you're the character's kind of out of scale <laughs> right? with, they're moving around and i'm like and again you just they set it up where you unlock these parts and then eventually you can fast travel so it's just like well then why even bother have me walk around these points and then you know they have these gotcha boxes that are you know you don't buy you know, currency to unlock them or anything. You just have to un- get these ancient keys. And eventually you will get halfway through where you will no longer need agent keys for a couple of the boxes, but the rest of them you will. So you need to go <laughs> around the Abbey and find them or make sacrifices to this bowl. And I'm just like, but I can only do one sacrifice a night to get one key a night. 
And it's just like, holy shit. I'm, I'm going to give you one bit of advice. I don't know how far you are. When you see that the cat Ebony is around, mm-hmm. pet it. Because and you get a key. not only will you get a key, you'll get like arcane knowledge. I got all heroes level up from petting that cat. Like, Damn. yeah, so pet the cat. Okay, I've been petting. I don't think I've encountered the cat yet. I've been petting the dog at every chance I can because I yep. saw that you could, and yep. I did get some rewards for that. But you will, and you'll level okay. up the you'll level up Charlie for sure. But once you start seeing that the cat is out there, pet that damn cat. It won't happen all <laughs> okay. the time, but when you do, like that level up was huge because it was like all heroes leveled up. I just unlocked Scarlet Witch, so it was just like to see them all shoot up into their like like early 20s in levels was just like mm-hmm. yes that was awesome that is and, awesome you know that well let me ask who's your favorite hero so far uh um that's a great question you know what probably the hunter <laughs> i mean the hunter is the most versatile and the the, the, the hunter it's really good and the 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 card set that i'm using now it throws the damage around like it's very nice but i like um i like uh ghost rider a hell of a lot yeah ghost rider's okay uh i like the what i like doing is opening up those like hell mouths and then uh knocking people into them <laughs> yeah that's always fun when you knock, <laughs> I, my favorite is when you knock someone into the hell mouth that they created and you go <laughs> yeah that's what you can't enjoy hell through your old mouth sucker I think uh, 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 Miss Mar or sorry, uh, Captain Marvel's also good, um, but I don't like her dialogue. In fact, I don't like a lot of the dialogue. <laughs> it's funny because there will be parts where you will just walk around and it'll tell you to go talk to someone. And you can't talk to them because they're having a conversation with someone else, and it'll <laughs> force you to sit there for like a minute as they're having a full blown conversation. But then, like, yeah, you're in the in the mission, and half the time my hunter's like. Mother told, uh, no, what, um, Blade told me to say something about your mother. Apparently she's promiscuous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that's funny. The first time you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say it like five times in a mission, it's like, oh, okay. You gotta it give, gets old. You could, you could have added some quips. You could have added some more quips. You could have done, done more. Yeah. Or just don't have any. I'm okay. Also, uh, did you get this feeling too? The writing all seems like it was written by people our age. Oh yeah, because it has like a a ton of pop culture references, but they're all stuff from like the eighties and nineties. No, that's for us. It was written by people. It was written for us by us, pretty much. Like (laughs) the the Fubu of games. It's the Fubu of games. All right, we're done talking about it. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, surprising, surprising. It was good. Um, mm. but while we're talking about Marvel, uh, Marvel made some big moves this year and, and no bigger than on TV. They tried something, they tried doing some weird subversive stuff and I'm all for it. What do you think? Yeah. It, it gave me literally characters that, uh, I never thought I'd see and they put them on TV. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. Um, I think Nothing surprised me more than the ending of She-Hulk and the willingness of Marvel to make fun of itself. Yes. That that was comforting 
you know, we, we've made no secret here talking about phase four and kind of general how like slowly paced it was, um, mm -hmm. you know, deliberately so. And because now that they have so many other things that they have to supplement with content, but it was nice to kind of see them be understanding of the potential uh, space that they put themselves out and how they're willing to uh, navigate outside of it. And yeah, it was weird. It was definitely a, a, a situation where it felt like Marvel was is so big now and it's so part of the the popular culture that it is willing to kind of just lampshade that and make fun of itself a little bit. Not only yeah. in TV did we see the fourth wall breaking ending of She-Hulk where you know, Kevin Fahey is revealed to be a robot that just is making sort of the most calculated money-making uh, things possible. Uh, but it also, in that same episode, took uh, like the concept of fan service to task uh, by showing us what would typically be the ending of a Marvel show where everyone comes back and all the cameos come back and there's a big fight. And then subverting that. And then the same thing happened in Multiverse of Madness where we finally got, or the fans finally got what exactly what they asked for. Mm. And then Sam Raimi tore this person to literal shreds. You tore the, yeah, turned them to bubblicious bubblegum. Or big <laughs> league chew. Yep. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jim Halpert-tastic uh, is now uh, the big league chew of superheroes. Yeah. I mean, we got a Marvel horror. We got a couple of Marvel horror movies, uh, horror mm -hmm. things, right? We had uh, Multiverse of Madness. We got to see Professor X get his face torn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, simultaneously the funniest uh, Marvel deaths and truly the most gruesome. Yeah, to date. And then we got like Werewolf by Night. Just uh, cool. Why not? And I'm not expecting it to do anything, but it did so much. And it just it truly did. It just, it, it, it feels like they were definitely, you know, like, look, we have to fill this universe. So we're going to fill it with all the weird oddities and everything that we have rights to and everything else. So we're just going to put it out there. Mm -hmm. But now like she Hulk is a household name. Moon Knight is a household name. Miss Marvel is a household yeah. name. You know what I mean? Like these characters who like we know and love are now out there, even though some, you know, some ignorant fools are like, there's a woman Hulk now? Ooh. I'm like, yeah, since 1980, buddy. Since yeah. 1980. <laughs> well, I mean, like, let's talk about Moon Knight a little bit. The, yeah. He could have easily been Marvel's knockoff Batman, which is kind of how people who don't read Moon Knight comics look at him in the Marvel Universe in general. But they really made him into something interesting. They kept parts of his character, certainly, but uh, they they made him into someone who's very unique for the MCU. And probably, well, it's hard to say if it's better for it, but it certainly was interesting. Yeah, I thought, I mean, as a giant Moon Knight stan, I thought it was a, a interesting take on the character who is an interesting character. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It's easy shortcut to be like, uh, he's like uh, Marvel's Batman. But he's not at all. Like, if you know, Marvel's Batman is really, for better or worse, is Black Panther. Probably be closer allegories in terms mm -hmm. of capabilities sure. and smarts and all that stuff. But Moon Knight is like 
a fractured hero who, you know, has a lot of different things going on. And they took a chance and Oscar Isaac did a wonderful job as the character. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like though the last episode of that show very much fell into the Marvel formula trap, you know, like kind of big fight at the end. Sure. Yeah. You know, versus something else with kind of following like these more unique threads, but I, I thought it was wonderful to see. And um, again, a character I never would have thought I'd get. I thought maybe Moon Knight would have been like a Netflix show. Um, and I could definitely see him working there, but no, this was a, a wonderful take. I just hope we get more Moon Knight. They better bring Moon Knight back or I'm going to riot. Screw me talking about how toxic fan culture has become. I will become the toxic fan. <laughs> Okay, whatever, man. If they you don't gotta, give me Moon Knight. You gotta become what, the thing you hate the most. <laughs> you gotta become toxic. The toxic Avenger, eh? There's, yeah, there, there you go. go. That's not taken, right? You're good. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you're good. We're good, right? But, uh, and then yeah. they gave And they gave me the best Christmas special I've seen in literal decades. Sure, yeah. That was a, it was super fun. I mean, it, it, in ways, it did kind of feel like James Gunn was like already had one foot out the door when he was creating it for us. But uh, I think that the end result was uh, was a fun little romp. That's what I want. It. I know this might seem weird. I just want to watch something and it's fun, and That's I'm happy. And I'm happy with that. Like I don't. At this point now, I don't need it to further anything other than oh that was fun and enjoyable and i'm glad that exists in the world and doesn't exist in the world like my favorite mm -hmm. joke of 2022 is from that is what from is that? that it's the it's, it was when they saw Psykill, the gobot is like <laughs> a gobot killed his cousin, gobot killed his cousin. <laughs> so gobots are canon in marvel now Exactly. And I'm just like, holy shit. Because I was like, that's Psykill. What street performer is dressing <laughs> yeah. up like Psykill? like a cobot. <laughs> Do you I, think in this universe, the like there was no Transformers films? There was Gobots films instead? I mean, one could hope. I couldn't. I imagine that a Michael Bay Gobot film would be better than a Michael Bay Transformer film. Well, yeah, because I mean, no we can one only has hope. No one has any expectations. Like no one bear. We remember the GoBots, but not everyone else does. So they'll be like, "It's a series of tubes, and it's a bike. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Trust me, the plots don't matter. You will not care between the GoBots and the evil GoBots. Um, no one will care." You know, this <laughs> challenge the GoBots. No one cares. No one cares. Everyone just wanted Scooter, and that was it. Because it yeah. was a scooter that could transform, and it looked like a sure. scooter that you'd see on the streets. That was it. Yeah. But the only GoBot I had was like the weirdly, really weird robot one, where like it was like a future car, and the future car, like the head, just turned into the cockpit of the car was just oh, the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it had like blue, like translucent, 
like yep blue. yeah yeah i know exactly which one you're talking about <laughs> real lazy stuff you're just like wait a minute so the chest and the back just fold in half the legs and arms come out but the head is where you just sit in the the canopy of the car that's his head all right all right <laughs> sure enough <laughs> the okay. guy who's the guy who was designing the transforming was like i don't know what I'm, I'm i don't know i can't figure out what to do with this cockpit let's just make it the head okay yeah sure works for me <laughs> uh well like the the disney industrial complex didn't stop at marvel uh nope. we also got a bunch of uh cool star wars stuff uh, a little uneven i think to be fair um the definitely uh andor ended the whole thing on a high note for 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 many and uh obi-wan had some really high points but it wasn't all bangers uh, i mean yeah andor for me probably the most surprising out of the star wars offerings because mm-hmm. i was really not expecting to like any of that and then i really ended up liking it where obi-wan it was about what i expected sure yeah. and um while it it's like they're the high points are high for me they're all with asterisks because there are things that i like it's cool to finally see but i did not need to see it if that yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah i think that's true i think that the final fight uh, between vader vader and vayner oh. <laughs> vader Ooh. and uh, obi-wan <laughs> is something that i do go back and rewatch I really like that uh, the whole thing, and just seeing Vader with the modern effects budget—it's always great. That was the best part of Rogue One, in, in my opinion, was seeing Vader just throw people around. It uh, no, all of it dope in yeah. that one particular that context. One yeah. <laughs> but the fact that you know, like it to me, it really diminishes the power of A New Hope having that confusing it does because you know like when i left you i was but the learner but now i am the master it's like i guess you're kind of right but you did whoop his ass a lot during that whole show you know now and and also it hasn't been that long apart since the last time you saw him and you're just kind of told to just ignore him so you know he exists (laughs) just leave it alone just leave it it's fine you know and it was great seeing them fight and you know that's what you're that's it gave you what you were hoping you'd see in a new hope uh them just having a balls out super fight it gives you that but in the context of ruining the fact that he didn't realize this dude was alive you know, he couldn't, he, you figured Vader was spending all his time hunting him, couldn't find him, must assume that he was dead and, you know, went on with his empire ways. And instead it was just like, oh, now you knew he was alive. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you were just forced to forget about it. You just like, you know, like, Hey, don't tell anybody about our adventures. Okay. So when you have to message me in 10 years or, or <laughs> you know, whatever, that nine was a, years. A ridiculous piece of setup. Yeah. yeah, the amount of, like, 
I heard that series went through a lot of rewrites. Who knows what Obviously. the original was supposed to be? But <laughs> yeah, the amount of the the amount of like bending the contortion that they had to do to try to get it to slot in with the original is like a it's in reinforce me uh, reinforcing my opinion about prequels in general, and uh, it, uh, and, and B just felt completely unnecessary at the end of the day. That's it. And Eve, as much as I loved Andor. Still a prequel. Don't necessarily need it. I, I just am so sick of them filling the gaps. Just like the Tales of the Jedi show. Do you know how I was excited I was to when I found out that they were doing... Because I remember... Maybe stupidly, I remember the uh, the Tales the of the comics. Jedi... The comics, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and like they actually took time to do crazy stuff. They just showed you corners of the universe you never thought about and Jedi that are brand new and all that crazy thing. And like... We know Dave Filoni has it in him. He did those crazy episodes about... I'm saying crazy too much, but... They did those episodes about, like, the that Force planet... And the son and the daughter... And, like, the really weird metaphysical Force stuff. We could have got something really crazy and out there. But it's just more gap-filling. I don't need to know the, the whole biography of characters I like. I don't need it. Well, it, it's also... It, rightfully so... In a weird way, I feel like this is a Filoni flex because oh, yeah, he certainly because he just keeps giving you better versions of why Anakin should of how Anakin should have fell than mm-hmm. the way that happened in the movie. Sure, right? Like, I mean, again, watching Dooku is like I don't need to know anything about Dooku. Not saying I don't like the character; I'm fairly indifferent, but you're going to show me his past to show me his fall. Okay. That's fine. Oh, he fell like in a better way. than Anakin and a more they, understandable, a more, a more logical progression to the dark side. Absolutely. Ex- exactly. And he does that again. And then here's Ahsoka and it's like, yeah, okay. We see Ahsoka as a baby. She's special. Okay. But we know that already. And then we see how tough she is, but it just felt like, these were just other ideas that he had for episodes of the Clone Wars that he never got to make. So <laughs> yeah. then he got to just make them. <laughs> you know, just like, oh, these were episodes we would have showed. Like either later mm-hmm. or like if we were to continue the Clone Wars past the natural spot or whatever, just to fill it out. But yeah, I don't need these moments it's okay we don't we don't need like a chronological timeline of everybody it kind of for me it, it ruins the the mythos a little absolutely bit. it does yeah it's it's just the there was there's a saying that when it's used it's, it's not used in context that is nice but it is applicable to this context which is less history more mystery <laughs> we we, it's okay to have a mystery, and mysteries are oftentimes way more intriguing than the answers. And I think that that is really what the the what prequels in general have revealed to me is that it's mysteries create these answers that you must have, but have but wondering about them and and dreaming up what the solution might be is far more interesting than the whatever the solution is. It oftentimes, and I, so it's I, like. Just leave these gaps. I'm fine with just kind of a little hint about what might have happened, and I can fill in the blanks. 
Yeah, exactly. Give me, let me explore because oddly enough, I feel like my head cannon will always be better than what someone will finally put on the page or sure, on the I'm stage. Sure, I'm sure know? that's oftentimes true. Yeah, where I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. And then, uh, then I, then they explain it. You go, oh, 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 no, don't do that. <laughs> why do you do that? You know, that's why I, again, I mean, it's the fifth year anniversary of The Last Jedi. I love that movie because I knew how watching it, I was like, oh, this is going to break some people's brains. Okay, but you must love it for other reasons, too. Because loving it because it'll make people mad is a really weird reason to love something. Well, no, I loved... No, for me, it's because it was willing to take a chance to be uncomfortable by breaking the norms that people expect, right? Like how the use of the Force was kind of brought back to more that mysticism side of thing versus kind of like how we've been trained between the prequels or pretty much like for me and I don't know about you the force is something it's like it can be whatever you need it to be it does it was, not yeah right it, it does more powerful as like a mystical MacGuffin yeah it doesn't need to be you know explained by counts you could just say oh he's very powerful in the force and you just go okay I accept that if this person's powerful and they say that person is then they're powerful. I don't need like a, a mathematical equation to explain how powerful someone is in the force, but more importantly, because it is a magical mystical MacGuffin, just because you haven't seen it in a movie doesn't mean they can't do it. But between six films, all of a sudden have kind of set in people's minds of what the force can and cannot do because the, the lack of imagination about the fact it could do whatever they need it to do. Yeah, it's more about the wielder than the actual force, y'all, because because it's got that's the Metaclorians. I mean, it's just it just look. Darth Did they Vader, ever just explain how Metaclorians lift a rock? No, like yeah, you don't see like little like micro Metaclorians <laughs> coming out of someone's hand, all twenty thousand to go lift a rock and that's how come they can't use a lightsaber when whole when using the force because it just seems like they are incapable of doing two things at the same time no of course not and it just is you know pacing wise and everything else i enjoyed the last jedi i even enjoyed the fact that there's not a lot of lightsaber fighting in it because what we got was enough for me because it wasn't just about that you know, and because you can tell in, you know, Rise of Skywalker, where the note from the studio is like, needs more lightsaber fighting. You know, <laughs> like you got to up it by 50%. And you can just see a lot of course correcting. I just really enjoyed the story because it it's, you know, it's the middle. Normally, if you remember Empire Strikes Back, that doesn't end on a nice note. Their friend is frozen. They're going to try to get them back, but they, they got the butts whooped. And, you know, again, this last Jedi was just kind of like, you saw the fallout of what happens when the hero of a story is no longer the hero of the story. Sure. And, and uh, so I just, maintain to this day, 50% of that movie is fantastic. Yeah, I go a lot more than that, but that's fine. That's fine. 55. You're welcome to, no, no. 55%. 
Now, I would say 80% of that movie is fine. There's, 80? Yeah, there's 20%. Look, do I like the idea <clears throat> of slow chase running out of fuel? Uh, I actually <clears throat> like that part. <laughs> no, the, uh, like, the whole it, Canto Bite stuff is garbage. Well, it's the, not uh, needed. It's definitely not needed. I'm telling. I'm not like I don't need uh, what's a sleaze G- Gabano. What <laughs> you, you mean? You mean uh, DJ, aka DJ. don't join. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's what that yeah. stands for. Yeah, is it needed? No. Was it cool to kind of see a at least a different environment? Sure, but was it needed? No. But that's not enough of it for me to go like, oh, this movie is ugh. Just that's like, a lot of the movie. That's all I'm saying. A lot of the movie just, takes place in Canto Bite. Yeah, you just and, zone it out and you get right back into it. <laughs> and the uh, what about the uh, what about the AT-ATs that have big old fists on the front? That's the only. I update. don't know. I don't know why you. I like. I mean, just use the old AT ATs. Like I don't. It, there I don't, was there was seemingly no benefit. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Other than it being bigger and more intimidating, no. But it also kind of shows how the First Order has no sense of originality. Well, that was Uh, one of the things I love about the sequels, is the First Order is like fanboys. The First Order, they're like fanboys of the Empire. And it's like why they are so... It's like why they are so arch in a way that is is oftentimes kind of ridiculous. Because they're always just like, yes, we'll do what the Empire did, but bigger. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it, it it takes, I don't know, for me, I'm just like, okay. It, it, was anything, it's like, hey, we have TIE fighters, but we fit two people in them this time. You go, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> That's <Yep>. cool. <laughs> two it's people like to die the in the same thing. But bigger. Yeah, or, you know, here's another planet-destroying thing. Okay, I guess. Why not? Um, but it can destroy multiple planets at once. Yeah, that was the problem with the first one, I guess. It could only do one at a time. Uh, yep. It, it just... I mean, look, what I'm just saying is I liked the divisiveness, and it was the future, so who 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 knew what was there? In my head canon, I was never expecting to ever get seven, eight, and nine anyway. So I just went with the heir to the empire because I enjoyed it. But I got something different yeah. with with the stuff that they did, you know, here. You know, it's all prequel things, things that don't necessarily need to be explained. Do I feel like I'm better that Andor does exist? Yes, because I enjoyed it. Do I feel like Andor needed to exist? No, I do not. But it's just because yeah, really interesting to see what they do in in season two, how they keep that, how they yeah. keep that uh, that feeling going when they're just explaining the same thing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they're like, okay, uh, are you guys gonna show us Bothans at some point so we know uh, how many of, the of them died? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, or in the fact that the stakes for Andor are so low. Oh, truly. You know, like, because you know how it ends, so you just kind of go, eh, it's everyone who's around him that's more interesting. And I'm like, and it's nice just kind of seeing, for me anyway, nice seeing things without the main Star Wars players. Because... Yeah, of course. They need to be doing more of that stuff. They just need to be doing it outside of the the range of the other stuff that is happening. They need to divorce it completely from the stuff that's happened in the films. And that's why... I am so excited for the Acolyte coming out next year. 
Yeah, I have no expectations for that. I watch it and I'll be like, oh, this is either cool or this is not cool. And but at least it won't be something that will like like I'll be waiting for like, oh, I can't wait to see Mace Windu show up or any of that stuff. It's like nope. just far away from it where it can be its own thing. Yeah. And, and there's it, a Zabrak Jedi. I saw a spy picture of the set. It's a Zabrak Jedi. Bring back the Zabrak. Bring them back. And That's what I say. Yeah, and don't tie them to the Night Sisters. I never understood that. No, yeah. These aren't the. This this guy's. Uh, I think he's just a Zabrak. All right, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, but they got they've got orange, they've got orange and brown geese, just like in the comic. Oh, I'm excited. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, no points well taken. Uh, it's it's a good show that probably didn't need to exist, but it's it's fun that it does, and it'll be very interesting to see how they they stretch this into season two, uh, and how many seasons they eventually go before getting to the eventual just butting up against the the start of rogue one that's it and i'll go i'll go long for the ride until they jump the uh, gun dark <laughs> the 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 graptherian shark just put it you just have to put a, a cool alien name in front of it and then it makes it okay that's fair i mean if it works for star trek it'll also work for star wars well i guess i mean they say that like gooses exist right so Oh, gooses, shit, bare feet, like all these things you've never seen in Star Wars. Hell. <laughs> hell. <laughs> Christian exists. hell exists. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to see a little bit of that. I mean, we got, we got to see what, like, you know, like normal day-to-day um, office work looked like in the Star Wars universe. Never seen that. <laughs> Usually it's people hawking stuff at a booth. In this instance, it was just, you know, dude being Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> yeah. Kind of kind of sad to know that even in the galaxy far, far away, office work, cubicles still exist. Kind of <laughs> kind of very depressing. Yeah. Like, I should have, I should have not thought too far in the future, but it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so uh, just a couple other big things that happened throughout the year. I mean, we're skipping over a lot of stuff that is technically considered pop culture, but we don't get into any of that gossip uh, mag type of crap. Uh, so we're not going to talk about the fact that, uh, you know, Jennifer Lopez and, and Ben Affleck are back together, finally. I mean, I was upset when they broke up, and I'm happy to have them back together. It's all is right with the world now that they're back together. Um, but uh, yes, there was a—I mean, there was more downer stuff that happened in this year. This very downer of a year. Uh, we had a lot of uh, tragic passings. Of course, we talked on this show about Nichelle Nichols uh, leaving us, which is which is just tragic and awful. And then, of course, and then a, a big thing to both of us uh, being that. Um, uh, uh, Bob Saget tra- tragically passed away, and because of a head injury, it wasn't even a, you know, something that we we he saw coming or anything else. He hit his head, went to sleep, and then is dead. And it's just was so tragic and surprising. Yeah, I mean, out of nowhere, that was that was definitely not on the uh, on the cards, and 
Yeah. Everyone listening to this might not know it, but we're big fans of comedy here. Um, <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't know it by listening to the show, but we yeah. actually like comedy. Yeah, we like it a lot. And Bob Saget has always been one of those super appreciated comedians. And the fact that, you know, he lived that dual life between being Danny Tanner America's dad in the you know mid eighties, mid to late eighties, and then all and a, a real filthy nasty boy on the comic stage. Yeah, just hilarious. You're like, and knowing that, then seeing him made it even more like felt like, ooh, this is more taboo. <laughs> Danny Tanner's getting it blue. really did. Yeah, but he was, you know, I mean, by all accounts, well respected amongst all his peers infinitely funny and it was just one of those things that like you don't want to hear that you don't want to hear this you know this titan of comedy passed away because he hit his head and that was it you know you're hoping that he can live a long life and enjoy his time and we keep on yeah. playing as long as possible but just that and it's that. so it's especially tragic when you have someone who is like who had struggled with alcohol and drugs a lot you know younger or earlier in their career and they clean themselves up and uh, you want them like you that's a difficult thing to do. And you want people who put in that effort and, and are able to 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 do something that is very difficult. You want them to be rewarded with longevity and being able to to enjoy this space that they have created for themselves that is free of substances and the demons that have haunted them in the, in the past. And to have that sort of taken away so abruptly. Exactly. I think it's a huge tragedy. Yeah, it's weird because you just sit there and you go, like you said, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I guess you, what you just said is how I feel. Like you just want to champion someone's success. And if they're able to overcome something like that, you want to see someone be rewarded for that. Whether they're famous or not. You just want like you you worked hard at this if any of you you know battled those demons and everything and then you're there and then have this happen just feels like that's messed up you just want to see like i don't know i'm happy when people are happy and successful i don't Absolutely. really i don't really try to look at people and be like oh that's that's terrible i i beat myself up all the time and that's as far as i want to go but if i see someone's being happy or someone's being successful more power to them and like you said you want to see them be rewarded for it and just yeah, to have that don't happens. be rooting for someone who's having a hard time to continue having a hard time yeah there's very few people i think we both root for <laughs> to have like a a bad time irl but um but there was there was other people who unfortunately passed in 2022. Of course, we talked about it on the show, so we won't get into it too much. But Kevin Conroy, obviously ha- heartbreaking for us both. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm hard to st- talk about. It really, really is. I've been rewatching uh, Batman the animated series. I think I'm on episode 80. So I've got five more to go before we move into, um, before Batman I move or I don't know if I'm gonna go Batman, Batman beyond. Um, no. So it is already the adventures of Batman and Robin at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, excuse me. It's now the new adventures of Batman. So the Batman oh, cool. and Robin thing happens like for like 10 episodes, like the Bane one and all that. And then it, there's only like six of the new adventures of Batman that has the new That's style. Shocking. 
So I don't know if I'm going to go into Batman Beyond, Justice League. Do Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. Those are some of my favorite cartoons ever. Well, I don't know if I want to jump directly into there, or I might actually jump over for a little bit of a, 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 a not a break, but a reprieve in sadness by going watch uh, watch Superman, then into Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Oh, yeah. Also a great cartoon. Yeah, so I might do that because also World's Finest, the the combo episode between mm-hmm. those two, one of my favorite episodes. So good. It's, it's so awesome. It's like it, it, this is perfect. But yeah, that, I mean, that broke me. It, it it was definitely not a not a year for your heroes. That's for sure. Truly, um, and not to say that this is this person fits that bill for me necessarily, but. Uh, at 34, Aaron Carter, someone who was really big when we were growing up, uh, as a young pop idol, uh, passed away in 2022. Pretty, uh, darn shocking. Um, uh, Robbie Coltrane, uh, the -hmm. beloved uh, actor who, who brought Hagrid to life for so many. Uh, and of course, Angela Lansbury can't, uh, get out of this depressing topic without talking about the wonderful murder she wrote star and star of so many other th- things angela lansbury passed away yeah, ray liotta ray liotta that's crazy coolio who we mentioned earlier that's also at 59 very young yeah just like it, it gives and it takes it gives and it takes and it's just like wow things you, you know, never expect and I, uh, and I guess someone who's called the queen. Anyway, uh, <laughs> is that disrespectful? I well, don't get me started. I just, yeah. I just, I, okay. I, no one. I did this for no one but myself. I pretended there was an invisible lock. I closed my mouth and then I threw the key out the window. Okay, okay. invisible because I'm not going to say nothing there. So <laughs> yeah, okay, um, let's move on. Then. Yeah, let's move on. Um, I mean, uh, James Con. James Con. James Con. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like holy, holy, like holy Toledo. In terms Truly. of just all these people who are just like just surprising, just surprising. Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Yeah. The voice of uh the Geico Duck. <laughs> That's, uh, and many other amazing things, of course. Uh drummer for Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins. It, Crazy. I just, mean just uh he was so young, hard to believe. Like like I think just fifty or like just a little north of fifty. Yeah. And you just go, holy shit. And then, you know, so many, I, I mean, just so many people. And in, in certain instances, you know, not not to regular causes or whatever. We, we, we always say this, or we've always said this, if you need help or something and you feel like there are things, call, don't. Don't keep it to yourself. You're not you're, you're not alone in this. I think you can even text nine eight eight now, if you Truly. feel like that. Yes, yeah. If 
it's hard to reach out for help when you're feeling really depressed and you're feeling uh like you're you're feeling unsafe uh but anyone who's listening to this if you ever are in doubt i definitely try and call because the world is a better place with you in it and that is 100 percent true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah lots of tragedy this year um and all those uh all those wonderful uh, personalities and people will be missed um and so uh to wrap up here i have a couple of other uh points here on the board uh kate bush is running up that hill saw a resurgence in 2022 uh that song (laughs) is so old how uh, old is it uh why it's 40 years oh okay he just went with real That's right. It's uh, so people finally figure. Hey, there was good music before. Now too. Whoa! Who would have known? <laughs> I mean, I so I still haven't watched this uh, this season of uh, Stranger Things. Um, well, and I probably won't. But I can definitely listen <laughs> to Running Up That Hill. Yeah, well, that song is featured very prominently in it, and in a fantastic way, a fantastic scene. I get why it really uh stuck in everybody's minds after seeing it but uh yeah maybe maybe just uh explore around maybe you'll see some other songs from 40 years ago that were good too you never know oh man maybe you think we'll get safety dance can we get safety dance back (laughs) next next season of stranger things yeah you can dance what do you leave your friends behind because your friends don't dance and if they don't dance with it no friends of mine we dance (laughs) everything's under control this song is about nuclear proliferation what (laughs) it's not about your friends dancing i don't Mm. understand songs have multiple meanings i don't get it (laughs) get out of (laughs) here and of course here at the end of the year we had uh one of the big tentful movies was released avatar the way of water and everyone on the internet seems to be rooting for it to fail for what reason i do not understand (laughs) okay hot take i'm not a big fan of the first avatar like Uh, the first avatar is fine it was a visual spectacle again i don't think i need this movie but if it makes its money back fine then it then it deserved it like i know it needs to make like two billion to break even and everyone is just like having a a real fun time seeing if that'll actually be the case but uh maybe just go out and see it and decide for yourself i don't know or don't like you, or you, no, you, or you, just move, you, but just just do something else. Yeah, just move on. Go watch something yeah. else in theater. I don't know what that would be, but go watch that. Yeah, if, yeah. Go watch uh, the Tobey Maguire produced b- movie about uh, Hollywood decadence called Babylon. Yeah, no, I'm good. But uh, you could watch that. Yeah. I guess. Well, guess what? Everyone else, every other per- person in the audience said that exact same thing. I'm good because <laughs> <laughs> it did very badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no interest. I, I mean, that I think that's been my biggest problem with most of the movies that have been coming out in the last few years. I, there's nothing that would just make me go, I feel like I need to see that on a big screen. And I know Avatar, after watching the first one on my TV, I was like, I probably should have seen that in the theaters. And so I feel like this, The Way of Water probably be better in theaters, but 
I'll still probably wait to show up on streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it either. I'm going to try to make an effort this week to go out and see it because I, I think it would be... I don't see me making the effort to, to watch it when it's in... Again, the same thing as you. When I saw Avatar at home, even though I had saw it in the theaters, I was very much like, who cares? Uh... But so I kind of feel like I need to see this in the theaters or else I'm just never going to see it. Not like that would be the end of the world, but yeah, I'm going to give it a go. All right. Well, I'll wait. You tell me. You like, okay. If you tell me, look, the movie is, it's a thing, but what he does in the movie is pretty spectacular. You should watch it. I might uh, make the uh, trek to a theater okay uh to check it out this the see the spectacle of it because if if anything else i mean look he's made what like literally three of my favorite movies of all time so watching him just kind of at work i'm good with it i'm good with it so you you tell me i'll wait i'll wait to see if you see it but if you're like oh you know what i went there the line had like three people in it so i didn't want to go see it (laughs) i'll be like all right well it's a pass (laughs) <laughs> it's good to know. Uh, also, uh, Top Gun came out and did fucking uh, gangbusters at the box office. I don't think anybody... I think people thought it was going to be popular. I don't think people thought it was going to do the business that it did. But uh, for a while there, 2022 was the year of uh, Top Gun. Yeah, here's an, here's a, here's another secret since it's the end of the year. Might as well go in. I, I didn't really like the first Top Gun. So, yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> It's just right. jets and stuff. I don't know. I mean, barely. Yeah, it's more. Uh, it's more like riding motorcycles around and in volleyball. And volleyball and and mm. putting an ice cube on a woman's tummy. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess those are all fine in their own movies. Those all sound great, actually. Now that I'm thinking, <laughs> but you know, like I mean, I I I would I would not mind watching a super cut of all the things they do for real with the planes, because that's, you know, that's, that at least is the, the spectacle of the movie. Like when you want to go and watch them do these crazy stunts or choreograph some stuff that isn't like CG and all that, and you want to really see it, that I feel like is something that you sometimes want to see in the movies. I just, I mean, I really, I had no, no interest in it, but everyone else seemed to. <laughs> well, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I haven't seen the second one yet, so I can't, I can't really, don't really have a place to talk uh, about that one. Uh, but I think that's going to wrap it up for us uh, this, for this year. What? Uh, and uh, uh, I just want to say for me and... Um, uh and john will uh we'll hear from you in a minute but uh i want to say that just for me i want to say thank you to everyone out there who listened to any of the shows this year uh hopefully you're listening to this one so you hear me say thank you to you (laughs) otherwise oh well uh but uh just had uh so much fun producing all these shows uh for those who listen this year it's a fun it's our hobby it's a fun thing we do for us but uh if anyone out there also got some enjoyment out of it uh, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a, sh- a kind of a shit year, but uh, we got through it together, and uh, we're gonna do it again next year. We're gonna, we're gonna meet the challenges and uh, trials and tribulations of next year next year as they come, and then hopefully you can tune in to Pop Saga for a little bit of a reprieve 
uh, and have a couple of laughs. Or maybe it's going to be a great year and uh, it'll just be, uh, Pop Saga will just be the icing on your cake. But uh, John, what do you think? What are your the thoughts at the end of this 2022? Well, one, I'm glad it's over. Um, or, as, you know, they're as close as possible. Um, I am, as, as, as you said, I am very thankful for everyone who listens. Thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging us in our hobby that makes us happy. Um, you know, and hanging with the ride and how we kind of change things up and everything over really appreciate it. It allows us to be, uh, super creative and Mm -hmm. kind of in control of our own thing i i really do appreciate that i'm thankful for you forrest for uh sticking with this and sticking (laughs) by me and uh being right right back at you there buddy you know being the engine that helps the show run um I couldn't think of a better podcasting partner. I mean, maybe, you know, if I can get that Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I could get, you know, whatever. If I could get it. Uh, who's got a great voice? If I could get the Vocaloid for James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, that be, I, you know what? I wouldn't blame you there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just, yeah, uh, thankful for being able to do that and, yeah, be able to experience the highs and the lows of uh, 2022 with y'all. Agreed. And so, as promised, here we go. 10 second countdown. I think one of just one of us should do it because I think it'll mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. That's it's, uh, it's. I've got a timer right here. Uh, unless you would like to do it. No, no. All you. All you. Okay. So, we're counting down from 10 to the new year. So, here we go. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! That's right! Happy New Year! Happy your roast is done! Whatever you used to time this with! Yeah! Guess what? Your roast is done! (laughs) <laughs> and there you can hear the timer in the background going off. Uh, fantastic. Well, uh, happy 2023. Uh, incredible that it happened. Uh, on to a great new year. And uh, may all of your various, uh, your various uh, resolutions come true. Um, so without further ado... Take it away, Auld Lang Forest. A big thank you to Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. You can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. You can also find links to our social media, Discord, and merch store in our show notes as well. Just click that Pico link. From us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, We want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye. Thanks, old Lang Force. Remember, folks. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. 
Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Delhi City. <laughs> you want the hype? I got you. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go.